Hello, my beautiful friend. I am so, so excited to share five lessons that the Lord taught me when I was away from my family for the last two months for my army training course. And these were related to work-life balance and living out our faith in everyday life. I'm also going to share with you an exciting new offer to be able to serve you in work-life balance in this season. My family's here in Texas. I was all the way in Maryland for my public affairs training course. And God taught me a lot of different things, but I wanted to distill it into the most important lessons that, that I felt like would be really helpful for you. So whether you're in a crazy busy season of work and family life, dealing with a lot of instability, or preparing for changes maybe that are coming through pregnancy or postpartum, or maybe you're discerning or in a transition from the military, this is going to be really helpful for you. And I think for every single one of us who are very driven to give our best to all that we do to make a difference, and we want to glorify God in our family life, in our home, and in our work, this is going to really connect with you. So I want to just take you on this journey with me today and share a little bit more about kind of the behind the scenes of what that experience was like being away and what I was focused on, what he was teaching me and humbling me in and growing me in. I want to invite you into the same. So I'm so excited to share these lessons learned and to hear how it resonates with what you're experiencing right now. Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you want to make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood and uniform with so many expectations to perform in your job, stay physically fit, and such little support? Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures, prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the home the best of my ability, and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted. I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way, and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path, and He started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. So in this podcast, you're going to find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformations so you can find that balance that you long for to be who you're called to be for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. Before we jump into these lessons learned, I want to share with you an invitation. So I just put together something really exciting to serve you during this time that I will be taking a little bit of time off over this next month so I can really focus on reintegrating with my family after all the time apart and just focus on the home. I feel really called to do that. But with that though, I have a way that I can serve you while I am not doing the podcast episodes, while I'm not doing as much um, externally. So I created an on-demand masterclass and workbook. This is a work-life balance masterclass that is here to help you ditch the stress, the overwhelm, the guilt, the constant exhaustion and to build more balance in whatever busy demanding season you're in. So it is time to lighten your load, my friend. And this is really here to help you to keep your faith and family first and find more time for what matters most. And so if your load feels heavy in this season, I completely get it. Maybe you have a lot of things on your plate all the ways that you're pouring yourself out. Maybe you're feeling all that pressure to perform in your work, to keep up with the home and try to keep keep up with the mess that tends to happen when we've got little kids, right? to give 100% in every single area of your life. Maybe you're navigating too the trenches of pregnancy, postpartum, or stages of motherhood that are really hard with littles, a demanding job, 
uh, all the changes that come with military life and instability, you've got a lot weighing on you. And I know firsthand that just because you carry that load well, maybe, it doesn't mean it doesn't get heavy and that it feels invisible sometimes. And so I know if you're anything like me and my story and a lot of the women that I coach, you want to feel fulfilled like you're living out your calling both at home and at work. But maybe you, you can't help but feel like you're not able to give your family enough. Maybe you're performing really well at work, but you're feeling really exhausted by the time you get home after the long day. So maybe you're snapping at your kids more or your husband more than you'd like to. Maybe there's never a moment for yourself and you're pulled in so many different directions. You can never really catch a break because that to-do list just never ends. Maybe you feel like, oh, you know, I'm just too busy for the workouts that I want to do, for the quality time I wish I had with my husband or with my family, the deep conversations I really want to have with friends or those dreams and passions that I want to pursue that end up continually falling to the back burner because I just can't find the time to make them happen. You are the glue that's holding your family together, but oftentimes it's easy to feel like it's all on you, right? Or that you're carrying this disproportionate load and you're feeling kind of underappreciated in that and maybe even sometimes resentful because you feel like, okay, I wish I wish my husband would maybe step up more or I'm carrying a lot and it's it's a lot that's on me. So if you're weighed down in any way by that kind of stress of any of those things, or anxiety, or you feel like, okay, there's just never enough time for everything that needs to happen. Many days you go to bed feeling like, okay, I gave my absolute best, but it still doesn't feel like enough. I still feel like I'm failing in different areas of my life. Then friend, I see you. I see you and you are absolutely not alone. And I also want to encourage you. It doesn't have to be this way. It is possible to feel much more peace and confidence about your to-do list without that underlying stress and anxiety that hangs over your head and steals your ability to be present with your family when you want to be with them, right? It is possible to live out your priorities even in the midst of military life when it sometimes feels like a lot of things are dictated to you and maybe outside of your control. It is possible to make progress on those big dreams that God has placed on your heart even when you are really busy, even in those really demanding seasons of work and family life, of military life. It is possible to refill your cup and to feel like you're actually able to not be so burnt out, to rest without all the guilt. And I don't mean just taking a bubble bath or going and getting a mani, mini petty every once in a while, right? Because that's only temporary relief. It doesn't truly make us feel like we're fully rested and refilled, right? So if this sounds like something that you would benefit from, I want to invite you. This is a $37 masterclass. It's on demand, so it's at your own pace and time. As soon as you sign up, you'll receive access to both the teaching that I do as well as the workbook where you can walk through the application of the material. It's going to guide you through five steps to ditch that overwhelm and all the stress that you're carrying. So step number one, is to take things off of your plate. So I'm going to help you to figure out what exactly you can take off of your plate. Even if you're like, Megan, I've got a million things that are demanded of me and I, I have to do all of them. So I'm going to help you figure out what are the things you actually can take off. And, and trust me, there's a lot more than you might realize. So we want to give you some more breathing room. We often end up really overwhelmed because we are overextended, we're overworked, we're overcommitted. But we also don't know how to say no sometimes. And so let's get a really clear picture for you of what is stealing your time and energy and what's distracting you or pulling you from where God is calling you to focus, pulling you from your priorities and help you to say no to the things that aren't glorifying him. So that's step number one. Step number two, I'm going to help you release extra pressures and burdens that you're carrying. These are often unnecessary and sometimes it's unrealistic standards. Sometimes it's the way we're defining success, what we're striving towards. And sometimes it's falling victim to perfectionism, people-pleasing tendencies, and constant pressures to prove our worth and earn our worth in the eyes of the world. So let's just make sure that we're focusing on with our time and energy wherever it matters most and where God wants you to focus. 
Step three is to put first things first and to set healthy boundaries. So what ends up happening oftentimes, right, is we're pulled in the million directions and everything that's important falls victim to the urgent. So it's like tyranny of the urgent, right? And what we want to do is we want to define our non-negotiables in every season, especially in the busiest seasons, to ensure our priorities are actually given space in our busy schedules rather than squeezed in with whatever time is remaining because that's what ends up making us feel so misaligned or frustrated or burnt out or guilty because then we're like, man, why is my family getting leftovers to me? Why is my marriage getting leftovers? Why do I never have time to work out? Why do I never have time to take care of myself or any of these things that I'm passionate about? Or even prayer time. We're not prioritizing those things as non-negotiables and giving them a place in our schedule. So we have to learn to protect them. And part of that is learning the healthy boundaries thing, which is hard. I acknowledge it's really hard, but it's necessary. And when we can learn how to set them more confidently, even and especially in environments like the military, often where overworking is the norm, where we're fighting uphill battles, that is where it's so important. So that's what I'm here to help you with. Step four is I'm going to help you learn some tools to manage stress and to silence that harsh inner critic that's often beating you up, right? So the real secret that I've discovered is that stress management and time management are so much more actually about managing our mind than anything else. (laughs) And so I'm going to give you a simple protocol to follow. This is a framework, like a step-by-step to follow whenever you're struggling with negative self-talk or whenever you find yourself spiraling into maybe it's stress, maybe it's overwhelm, maybe it's anxiety guilt um, if you're afraid or or experiencing fear around something insecurity really any negative emotions i want to encourage you you don't have to feel like a victim to your circumstances because let's be honest so much is out of our control especially in the military and mom life and that's hard it's really really hard but we need to learn how to process our emotions in healthy ways rather than burying them in distractions or numbing them or running from them into more busyness or into social media scrolling Uh, emotional eating, right? Binging on Netflix or a nightly nightly glass of wine like this. These things maybe take the edge off really quickly for a few minutes, but they don't really help us get to the root and to help us process those emotions so we feel better afterwards. We usually feel worse afterwards or maybe the next day we feel worse after making those decisions. So let's learn some tools to manage stress and to work on that harsh inner critic so it's not constantly beating us up like this inner bully. Step five is to fill your cup with intentional rest, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual rest. You don't have to run on empty. And I know how impossible it feels to find the time to rest. We've got a million things on your plate, a million things on your to-do list. And when you, maybe when you do rest, you're like finally succumbing to the need to rest, right? But maybe that guilt comes in because you're like, oh, but now I'm neglecting all these things that I got to do that are important. I completely get it. And I was there too. And so many of my clients are as well. And I want to walk you through a absolutely life-changing personal rest assessment where you're going to identify exactly what's making you feel most exhausted, most burnt out, most drained. You're going to learn simple, easy ways to refill those specific areas of depletion in your life. So we're going to give you basically a menu of ways that you can integrate rhythms of rest into your daily life that don't take up a bunch of time and energy because we want to return your energy back to you, your time back to you, right? So that you can show up as the wife, mom, the leader you want to be and also model a healthy work-life balance for other people. So whether it's those that you lead and work with, whether it's your kids, your spouse, I think that's so important. So you don't have to run on empty anymore. So if that sounds great to you, if that sounds like something that would benefit you in the season, 
I wanted to make this really easy and, and really low barrier to entry. So it's low cost. So this is the $37 masterclass. Again, it's at your own pace and time. You can work through the material at a time that's really convenient to you and you can get access immediately. So I'll put the link in the show notes below, but I just wanted to let you know that that's going to be available. I'm going to be taking a pause from the podcast once I get to the 100 episode mark here in the next week or so, and I'll be taking this month off. That way I can focus really in on reintegrating with my family. After that, we'll resume and we'll bring on some really exciting new guests and I can't wait to continue to serve you. So I hope to see you inside the masterclass. All right, so let's dive into these lessons that the Lord taught me when I was away from my family for these last two months at my army training course. So number one is the importance of stillness, silence, and slowing down. I almost want to laugh when I say this because it is hard. It does not come natural to me. And it probably doesn't come natural to you either. If you're anything like me, if you're anything like all the women that I work with, we tend to be very driven. We tend to be go-getters, doers, and we're so used to doing, 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 right? And serving and making things happen, getting things done. But it's really, really hard to slow down enough to be still, to be silent, to receive even sometimes. And so I want to encourage you to think about what that could look like for you in this season because it is so necessary and also it can be so fruitful. And I'll I'll share a little bit more about why, but I think the very first thing is when it comes to the importance of this is to make sure that we're giving our first fruits to the Lord and then we're serving or then we're doing. So the importance of being with him in his presence before we do. And sometimes we can even end up approaching prayer time as a doing thing (laughs) rather than a being thing. And it could be both, right? But at the same time, we have to have enough space for silence and stillness to hear the Lord's voice. And that was one thing that was really made clear to me over this time when I really carved out that space and time. I just heard so much more clearly from the Lord. And I'm usually pretty deeply integrated in conversation with God throughout the day. But man, like, It was more and more and more um, that I was able to do that and just be in this deep intimacy with him. And it was beautiful and it was so freeing. And I just want to encourage you. I think one thing that we can fall victim to is the, the frantic pace of life around us, right? The world and our jobs and the pace of our, even like our digital environment, like this phone that we have, that's usually attached to us, right? Is always pinging and is always some kind of input, all these notifications, all this noise pulling us in a lot of directions and our life pulls us in a lot of directions. And maybe our kids pull us in a lot of directions, right? Like they've got very urgent needs. And so all that makes sense, but God's pace is not our frantic, rushed, stressed pace. It's just not. So if we constantly are feeling that sort of anxiety or scarcity about time, this controlling tight grip on, okay, I got to make the most of every little bit of time. We, but we feel like we have to control that so closely. Like that is not of God. And that stress, that anxiety is not of him. He really wants to give us all the time that we need for everything he asks of us. And he wants to give us the time to be just as much as he wants us to do great work for him. Sometimes to be very perfectly honest with you, it can feel easier to stay busy, to keep going and doing and pushing through than it is to get quiet and to feel some of the things that we're feeling. Because what happens when we create space and still, we try to be still, when we're so used to running a million miles an hour, is it's very uncomfortable. And we were talking about this in my group coaching community because some of my ladies, we've got one who's preparing for birth pretty soon here, and we've got one who is in her summer season. She's a college professor, and in the summer, anybody else who's a teacher would know, right? You 
have the summer off for the most part, maybe t- teaching a couple classes here and there, but generally speaking, you've got that time off. And so for her, it's, it's just different, right? And when we are trying to, or maybe you're in a summer vacation, either way, when we try to slow down, you can feel a little bit of discomfort around that. We're like, okay, I got to fill this with something. Like I got to distract myself with like doing something, reading something. I got to be on my phone. Like it just feels uncomfortable to be still, (laughs) you know, if we're so used to going, 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 it almost can feel unsafe for our nervous system. And so just knowing that that's the case, leaning into the discomfort and letting it be and getting really curious with what comes up in that time, you know, and that's where there are some maybe emotions that might come up to the surface that we might not have realized are there, that we're a little bit buried or we're a little bit hidden by our busyness. And that's totally okay. And that's totally normal. Just continue to invite God into that. And that's where the deep conversation can happen with him. Sometimes it's like when we try to reduce, uh, we try to maybe slow down our pace in work or we try to take things off of our plate or maybe we step away from a job for a season or we're on maternity leave and we're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't even know what to do with myself. Who am I without my work? Like that can totally be a thing that we struggle with. And I've struggled with that. Many of my clients have, have struggled with that too. And it's just a sign that we do need to reintegrate this art of stillness, of silence, and slowing down in our daily life because our identity is in the Lord and it's not in all the doing. And so we do have permission to be, and God wants us to be, and we are his beloved daughters, and we are we have an inherent worth and dignity that's not just tied to everything that we do. I know that that's not what the world tells us, but it is true. Deep intimacy is just letting him into all things. And remember, deep calls to deep. And so the deeper we go with him, the deeper he's going to continue to call us. And if our soul is feeling restless, if we're feeling stressed and anxious and all those emotions, right, we can be still and know that we are loved and we can lean on him. And so during this time, I was just really feeling into that. And I was really trying to lean into that call towards more stillness, more silence, slowing down. And it was beautiful because when we're able to do that, we're more in tune with the Holy Spirit. We're in some ways making room to dance with the Lord. And that's how I felt. And it was like, wow, you know, am I listening? Am I continually running to the Father? Is Jesus at the center of everything that I'm doing? That is a measure of being on track. And also just this attuneness to how he's working in my life, how he's stretching me the blessings, how he's challenging me, how he's humbling me, how he's growing me and all the gratitude for the moment. And and this was hard. Like it's so hard being away from my babies. I was still breastfeeding William when I left, like pumping for him while I was away. Nobody wants to be away from your little ones for that long. It's really tough. And especially when they just need you so much. And so that was at the end of six months of us being apart in our marriage as well, because we were stationed apart the whole time leading up to that. And so then my husband was experiencing solo parenting for kind of the first time for that extended period of time. And, and it's not easy. We only had two days of overlap as we high five handed off the kids. I mean, it's crazy. So there's a lot going on. But with that, even with the full time work, even with our crazy uh, workload of our academic load in this training course, it was really important to build in that time for stillness, for silence, for slowness. And it was just beautiful and so fruitful. So I want to encourage you to think about what that could look like for you. And I know how hard it is when we're managing littles, right? And we've got full time jobs and all the things but just prioritize maybe five minutes at a time and start with that and see how that feels and what comes up for you. And if it's uncomfortable, great, you're doing it right then and you're stretching yourself through it and the Lord is gonna bless that. Okay, number two, fruitfulness is not just in our external productivity. It's not about what are we getting done. It's much more about what the Lord wants to bring through maybe even relationships, through internal growth. And that in itself will bear tremendous external fruit. And so 
I leaned into so much of the interior work that was through a lot of prayer, through a lot of growth, that was through a lot of mentorship and coaching and just a lot of reflection. And I'll share a little bit more about some of the results of that, but deep work, projects. I wrote a book chapter. It was a collaborative effort and I can't wait to share more about this when we're able to. I got to work with some new clients. I connected deeply with my classmates. I connected deeply with my friends and I spent great quality time with family because my parents were in the Richmond area, which was pretty close, um, a few hours away from where I was. My siblings are close to um, the DC area. I have a number of good friends in that same area. So I got to see all of them and it was such a gift being able to spend that time together. And I learned so much in my training course that I was in. I loved every single minute of it. And so I was just really enjoying the learning process too. But all of it was, it was like there was so much fruit that the Lord wanted to bear through the journey. And it was way more than just that kind of productivity, right? About getting stuff done. And I had to remind myself that like this time is not about just being productive. The third lesson learned here is the importance of prioritization and permission with that prioritization. So what do I mean by this? So I'll give you an example. What I felt like God was calling me to in this season was almost this cocooning phase (laughs) because I felt like this was like a really extended retreat because like I said in the beginning, so much deep intimacy with the Lord, like he was doing deep work in my heart and in my life, who I am as a mother, who I am as a wife and who I am in my work and in my relationships and so many things. It was like this deep purification process, which was painful at times. I'm not going to lie. It was very painful and very hard. There were a lot of tears. There was a lot of deep, deep prayer and a lot of wrestling. Like the entire time was like a wrestling match and that's totally okay. And that's totally normal. And I was feeling really called like in this cocooning stage. And I say cocoon because it was like this time of going inward also and re-examining a lot of things and scaling back certain commitments because sometimes the inward focus is needed in seasons. Maybe it's our family really needs us, which is again why I'm taking this time to pause in July from any more podcast episodes so I can focus more internally on my family and my home and my marriage coming together in deeper unity after all this time apart because there's a lot of healing that needs to happen after that time apart. Reintegration is joyful, but man, it is tough. And merging your lives back together when you know you've been doing things on your own, you've grown separately, coming back together is not easy. And so it's always a growing and stretching phase, and it just really is gonna require a lot of attention during this time. And I think we don't talk about that often enough because we always see as like the joy of the reunion, and yes, there's a lot of joy in being reunified, but at the same time there's a lot of hard that comes with it. And so that struggle, we can feel really alone in it when we don't talk about it. So we'll definitely talk about that soon. You know, we're in it right now. And so have a lot to share as we work through this. So with that prioritization though, and permission, it's, this is how we manage our time. Well, we really lean into what those priorities are and where God wants to give us permission to protect those priorities through boundaries. And so I felt this pressure, that sense of scarcity around time. I felt this pressure of, okay, I got to make the most of this time. I was feeling some of this because I was like, okay, well, this is my, it's really weird to be away from my kids. And what that means is kind of my time is a little bit more my own. I still have my full-time work. I still got my academic stuff for my class, which was like an entire semester worth of either college or graduate school level material all crammed into two months. So it was a lot. But with that, I also... I had to examine what do I mean by this? Like when I feel this sense of I got to make the most of my time, like I got really curious about it. I felt the Lord convicted me, sit down with me, bring this to me. Let's pray about it. Let's talk about it. Let's let me show you what you need to focus on in this season. And so I just started asking questions with God and bringing them to him. And some of the questions that I asked, um, I actually 
am also sharing with my group coaching community because like I said, I've got one who's preparing for a second baby's birth and she's preparing for her postpartum time frame, and she's talking about what do I want this to look like and feel like and how do I want to prepare myself for it and to set conditions for it. And she has been doing a lot of work to prepare for a natural labor and delivery experience and releasing a lot of fears around that and everything like that. And it's been beautiful, this work that she's been doing and we've been supporting her in it and um, just holding a lot of space for her through that. And then the other one, being a college professor, having a lot more time off in the summer, she gets to set her pace. And she was realizing she was putting a lot of pressure on herself to like be really busy, to fill the time because she's used to being busy, right? And she was almost feeling guilty for not working full time at the same pace as she was before or at the same work hours as her husband, who's still working full time, right? And so those are really interesting things that come up for many of us. But I think it's always important to ask, get curious about what we mean by making the most of our time in this particular season. So this is what I'm helping you do in my masterclass. So again, I think it's so, it'll be such a good process for you to do right now, but also you can apply it again. You'll have lifetime access, so you could do it again and again in different seasons. And this is this is the framework that I've used over and over again in my life that's worked so well for the last few years. Um, this is the framework that I use when I start working with any new clients. It just works. It really gives us a beautiful transformation and feeling like our load is so much lighter that we're carrying on our plate. So ask yourself some questions. What do I mean by this when it comes to managing my time well? What do I mean by living up my priorities? What would it look like to do this well? What would it feel like to do this well? How do I want to feel? What would it mean that I wouldn't be doing? Right? So you want to ask yourself, what does it mean I would be doing? And what does it mean I wouldn't be doing if I were living this out well? What do I want it to feel like? What do I not want it to feel like? What could hold me back from this? It's always so helpful to identify the roadblocks or the constraints or the obstacles, the challenges that are come up, going to come up before they even come up, because then we can have a plan, right, to counter that. Um, what are my fears? Like, what comes up for me around this that I'm worried about, maybe? So when it comes to setting boundaries, when it comes to giving myself permission, maybe to prioritize what matters most, because there's always a cost to that, right? And oftentimes, let's just say in our work environments, if we're trying to set boundaries, healthy boundaries of maybe leaving work a little bit earlier so that we can have more time for our family, that's not easy. And oftentimes we're going against the grain of maybe a culture around us of overworking, especially as leaders. And so what fears come up around that? Maybe it's fears of judgment. Maybe it's fears of being perceived as less committed, those kinds of things. Just notice that. And we have to process through those things. Another question you can ask yourself is what would I regret not doing, right? If I look back on this season, what do I not want to regret? And that way we can be intentional about shaping it. So this is like giving you a vision of your priorities and the definition. You're redefining success with the Lord so that your practical everyday actions can be really aligned with those things. And there then when you live it out, there's this discipline and obedience in it. And that's where it the rubber really meets the road, right? That's where it is important to either have support or have accountability sometimes, whether it's in friendships, whether it's in mentors or coaches, your husband, the people who you can lean on. That's what I can do for you as a coach. That's what I lean on coaches for. It's so, so good because if it was so easy, we would already be doing it, right? But we have to grow. Support can just help catapult us in that direction and really fast track our growth. I just want to encourage you, what do you want to prioritize and what permission do you need to give yourself to do that? What permission does the Lord want to give you to focus on those things that are going to matter most in his eyes at the end of the day, rather than the world's? Number four is 
our physical and mental health is so deeply intertwined. And when it comes to work-life balance, when it comes to feeling that sense of balance and also taking care of ourselves when we are pouring ourselves out for so many people and for so many things, for everything that we do, right? We have to learn how to listen to our mind and body's needs. And part of this is resting intentionally because what we don't want to do is push through, push through, push through because we never feel like we ever have time to rest. And I totally get it if you're feeling that. It's all good. Um, totally normal. I'm here to help you, right? To find that time. But what ends up happening then is when we're pushing through and we're not resting because we can't find that time, we then end up reaching breaking points, right? Or we get so burnt out and so exhausted and it shows up then it, it kind of bleeds out into our relationships. It bleeds out into us snapping at our kids, being yelling at them way more than we want to, or being really frustrated and even resentful towards our spouse, like those kinds of things. It's not, it's not good. And we, we know what's going on at the root by the fruits. And so when we look at the fruits that are happening, we can see, okay, something needs to change here, right? And so I want to encourage you, be mindful that our body and our mind, those needs are so deeply intertwined. And so sometimes it can just be so helpful. And I would do this like literally every single day. I've gotten into this habit, which is just so helpful of in between like, you know, as transition points throughout the day, even when I'm like moving from one thing to the next, just ask yourself, what does my mind, my body, my soul really need right now? Then don't be afraid to listen to it. And it could take something like one or two minutes just to prioritize that or to be attuned to it. Just have the awareness of, okay, I'm feeling this. Oh, my body is feeling really tense right now. I'm feeling really stressed or I'm feeling really drained from that interaction I just had. Or maybe I'm in a toxic work environment. I'm feeling the effects of that and now I'm carrying it home to my family. Like notice what's happening for you throughout your day and ask yourself, what do I need? And know that you're worthy of honoring those needs. And when you honor that need, like that is going to then be making sure that your cup is actually filled so that you're not pouring from the empty cup and that the things that are, are it's being filled with are actually really good good holy healthy things that then are going to overflow to the people around you right so think about being outside is so powerful and healing i know it can be hot in some places it's really hot in texas but the more we can get outside in some ways retreat from the craziness of the data noise of the day-to-day -day, from all the sensory input of our screens especially if you're like sitting at a desk all day staring at a screen the last thing we probably need is to stare at more screens when we're trying to decompress at the end of the day because we kind of need rest from that. So going outside, going on a walk, getting some movement in. I went on prayer runs often during this time and it was so good because again, it's integrating the mind, body, the spirit together. I would go on walks almost every day around this lake and I would FaceTime my kids and, and show them the geese and the turtles. And they were like baby geese and baby turtles and it was so cute and listening to praise and worship music all the time, just like singing and filling my days with the Lord. And I would use the track. I would, you know, jump up on pull-up bars and just like find heavy tires to flip around. There's really so many things that we can do to just get that movement in and let that stress be released physically from our bodies as well. You know, I just want to encourage you like something that it was easy to beat myself up about when I was away from my family. And I think we tend to do this as moms. We feel like we don't deserve any alone time because we feel guilt, guilty for needing it. Like, okay, I'm a bad mom if I want to go away from my kids for a period of time especially if you're working full-time you can feel even more you kind of impose more guilt on yourself for like okay well i'm already taking so much time away from them to work during the day they rarely get enough of me to start and so i don't even deserve to go to the gym for this workout or i don't even deserve to have any more alone time then because i'm already stealing so much from them but i just want to encourage you that alone time is a perfectly valid human need and you need it it just is the truth of it. It doesn't make you a bad mom. It just makes you human. 
And so I just want to encourage you that I was, I was reminding myself the same thing and same thing with friendships and the importance of being filled in these ways. We pour ourselves out for other people so much, right? That's what we're doing day in, day out, but you also deserve to be filled. And when you can give and receive from the Lord and from other people, you will have so much more to give, so much more life to give. We can't give what we don't have. And so if you're constantly feeling depleted and drained, it's just not sustainable. You know, something is going to have to give at some point in time. So I just encourage you to think about that. And this is what I'm here to help you do, right? Through the masterclass, it's the perfect way to really start figuring out how you can implement that in really simple, simple, easy ways. We're going to start simple because as with any new habit, that's what we build from. So we'll start there. So again, physical, mental health, spiritual health, everything very, very deeply intertwined. And ask yourself, what is my mind, my body, my soul need? You can ask yourself that at any point in time in the day. And then you can just give yourself permission to honor it. Ask the Lord how he wants you to honor it. Get your answer from him. At the end of the day, we got to answer to him more than anybody else in our life. Okay, number five, the last one here is surrender and detachment. Oh man, this time for me was so much about surrender and detachment. A lot of the inner work that I was talking about doing with the Lord, a lot of it was, okay, where do I still need healing? Where do I still need to let go of a lot of idols? Where do I need to detach more from the things of the world? The more permission we can give the Lord to work in our hearts in those ways, even when it's hard, right? Because it is hard. The more that we give him, the more that we surrender to him, the more that we want to. Because at the end of the day, his way makes us whole. And it makes us holy. It makes us happy. So when his plan is unfolding in that way, when we are feeling more and more ready to give everything we've got to him, everything we care so deeply about, our family, our work, our hopes and dreams, our fears, everything. With this open hands posture rather than this tight grip where we got to feel like we got to earn everything, we got to control everything, we got to strive. Like when we can let go of that a little bit more, when we can really give it to the Lord and lay it at his, at his feet, at the foot of the cross, when we can consecrate our family more to him, when we can give our work more to him, when we can just give everything we've got to him, it's beautiful. And he wants to, to reward that. He will be so faithful in it. He can make something way more beautiful than we ever could, right? So it's not worth just trying to like keep it for ourselves or keep, you know, and it's not that we do that on purpose. I think we oftentimes do this unintentionally as part of the temptation towards self-reliance. But how can we lean on the Lord more? How can we be more dependent on him? There's a joy and a, a deep joy and a peace that comes in that because it's no longer all in us. And I know one of the things that can be most frustrating, especially as moms, this invisible load that we carry is we feel like it's all in us because in many ways we are the glue that's holding our home together. We are the glue that's holding our family together. Maybe even as leaders, we can be the glue that's holding a team together. And that is a lot on our shoulders. But where does the Lord want you to give some of that to him? to share some of those burdens with him, like let the Lord help carry your cross. I just want to encourage you in that for us this season, we made a really, really hard decision. And that really hard decision was that it is time in about a year for me to leave the military. And we just felt really compelled that our family really needs me more. And looking at the next few years of what they would have looked like for both me and for my husband, and this last five years, what this has looked like, we've had eight different military moves. We've had more time apart than we've spent together in our marriage on the other side of the country or even world from each other. Both postpartum timeframes with our boys, for the most part, were apart. A lot of solo parenting for me, and then the last two months of solo parenting for Tim. And it's been really hard. Like my husband, even, even now, he's got three more years of service obligation 
so with that, it's hard for him sometimes to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And when we're talking about our older son, Matthew, and some of the struggles that he's experienced with all the military moves and a lot of the time apart and the instability with, you know, us coming and going and all of that, just being in different environments all the time with so many of the moves, it comes down to his behavior. And it's something that we're seeking out counseling for him now. And we've worked a lot with a lot of different support for him, but it's been tough. And with that, we just, we really see he needs that stability. And so when my husband and I were talking about it, my husband's like, it's not going to end. Like he's staring down a whole bunch of field training time. We're staring down a whole nother deployment next year. It's a lot. It's a lot. So he in some ways feels like it's never going to end, but I was like, it will babe, because I'm going to be able to be that source of stability at least so that no matter what, at least we've got one person that will be, will be here. Right. It's still a discernment of what exactly that's going to look like. And I still feel really, really called towards certain forms of work to include, you know, this passion I have to serve you in this way through this ministry. I have a dream to start a nonprofit that I'll tell you more about soon, but it's a lot of unknowns. And I think it's really, really scary to leave the military. Like it's really uncertain. And although there's so much instability, there's also a sense of security in terms of like job security, right? That comes with that financial security of, okay, at least we know these things are going to be taken care of. At least we know there is a path. We don't know exactly what the path is going to look like, but at least we know there is a path. But when you take that leap of faith, it's a huge leap of faith, right? That's been affirmed over and over again, being apart, but also in being back together. You know, our son, our four-year-old asked yesterday, he asked a few questions that I was just like, oh, my heart is breaking. He was like, when will you have to leave again, daddy? Because Matthew's just assuming like he's going to have to continue to leave. Daddy just came back for these last two months after six months of us being apart. And so he, he doesn't really understand, you know, and he asked me last night as we're cuddling down to sleep, he's like, why did you have to go on your trip, mommy? And I'm trying to explain it to him, but he doesn't, he doesn't understand, you know, he's like, when do you have to leave again? When do you have to go again? And I have a couple little, like I've got a wedding I'm going uh, back to Virginia for, for a couple days on my own for one of my best friends. And then I have a Pentagon trip for the Army Women's Initiative team for our very first engagement in August. So that'll probably be a couple days. But other than that, I don't have any travel planned uh, that won't be with him. You know, but even that, I, I kind of feel bad because it's like, I don't want him to feel like, okay, I got to just brace for every time mommy and daddy have to leave my my heart just breaks for him, you know, and that is a big part of this decision that we've made. And the other part being in the ways that I feel like God is calling me to really take everything that I've learned and all the ways that he's equipped me to serve and to continue to advocate for military mothers and military women outside the uniform. So I, I can't wait to do that. And I can't wait to share more about that with you. That's a big part of the nonprofit. I will, I actually was selected for the Women's Initiative team as one of the 30 members across the Army to be part of the very first Army Women's Initiative team in history, which is super exciting. And I was really, really surprised to be selected because it was extremely competitive. So I'm just so grateful that the Lord has allowed me to be in that room and have the seat at the table and I will make the most of it during the time that I'm still serving. I just am so excited to be able to continue to fight for women who serve and to make it so that women don't feel like we have to be forced to choose between so that we have more support to be able to thrive in both our family life and in our work at the same time. So that's really my heart and I'm excited to continue to push more policy change, to push more practical support structures and to continue to bring all of that to senior leaders. 
So if you've got any ideas, anything that you want to run by me that I could be a voice for, please let me know. And, um, you know, I'll keep you guys updated on the inner workings from what I'm allowed to share, you know, over this next year as that unfolds. We've seen a lot of our West Point peers. We just hit the five-year mark recently, and so a lot of our peers have just left the military. But it's also exciting because the new chapter and they've ridden out their time of service and have done it well. Now they're moving on to, to other things. And I think this is where faith comes in, right? Amidst all that fear, that's where faith can coexist with the fear. And with God's grace, it can be stronger than our fear. And so this decision was incredibly difficult. And I'll talk a lot more about it soon, but the Lord has been preparing the way and he's been calling me home more to him. He's been calling me home more to my family. And it's just so clear. My family needs me. Our children and our marriage need more stability given all the constant changes we've experienced. And this is very clearly his will. And it's what he's asking me to do in order to keep our family and faith first and to keep really living out my faith in the ways that I feel very called to. And God has just been calling me to an extension of the work that I've been doing, but in a slightly different way outside of the uniform. So it's in many ways terrifying, <laughs> but it's, it's good. It's really this tremendous test of faith and courage, I think. And there's been, like I said, so many, man, so much shedding of the layers of unraveling, remaining attachments, more untying of these knots and wrestling with all those fears. You can ask any of my good friends who I've been talking about this with, my coach, my husband, they were all there for me through the really messy, hard and purifying process over the last month or so as I was making this decision. Yeah, there's so many fears, fears of all the unknowns, of all the uncertainty, the fears of letting other people down, of letting the team down, of disappointing people I care about, other people's opinions of whether we're going to be okay financially without the job security of staying in, whether my family's going to be okay, the feelings that it's some somehow a failure or quitting to hang up the uniform, the pressure to figure it all out, to plan it all out perfectly so nothing can go wrong, like this lie again that it's all on me, right? So anyways, it doesn't, it's like they take different forms and shapes, right? As we make different decisions and enter different seasons of life and every new season comes with different struggles and calls for this new or deeper surrender and this willingness to sacrifice, right? For the right reasons, for the Lord and for what matters in light of eternity. And I just continue to learn these lessons now as I have through many stages of our marriage and motherhood and military life, but the surrender and detachment, the letting go, is really hard, but it's what God calls us to do. And it also is what allows us to really remain in his will. And so I don't know how everything's going to work out. I don't know exactly what his plans are. I don't know what's on the other side of all of this. And so I don't know exactly what you're walking through either, but I'd venture to guess that it's also marked by some form of struggle, some form of pain, some uncertainties, some forms of sacrifice, right? And some invitations to surrender more and more deeply to the Lord. Your greatest hopes, your fears, your dreams, your anxieties to him too. And honestly, the more we surrender, the easier it becomes to bear the cross, the more joyful the cross becomes because God doesn't promise that it's going to be easy, but he promises that he's always going to be with us. As we pick up our cross, we follow him to Calvary. And he doesn't say there's nothing to fear, but he says, be not afraid because we don't have to let the fear overtake us or paralyze us or drive every one of our decisions. He reminds us in this world, you will have trouble but take heart. I have overcome the world. So it's a good thing. It's a, it's a healthy thing. It's a holy thing to hold space for both our fear and our faith at the same time. It's part of being human. And it's also why we need God, <laughs> right? So with him, we can continue to walk in faith. Even when we're afraid, even when we're praying so desperately to be relieved of whatever suffering it is, we wish we knew how it all was going to work out. 
Sometimes we pray that he takes this cup from us as Jesus prayed to the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was about to be crucified. When we can't see a guarantee of how it's all going to work out, whether we're going to be okay, whether those we love most are all going to be okay, right? But we know that he's faithful. He's always faithful despite all odds. We know that even though we don't know what the future holds, we know he holds our future in his hands. And he's a good, good father. He loves us more than we could ever imagine. So that is my encouragement to you. Those five things, lean into them, my friend. Number one, the importance of stillness, of silence, of slowing down so that we can be in that deep intimacy and relationship with the Lord so he can be at the center of everything, so we can be attuned to how he is working in our life, how he's growing us, what he's speaking to us. We have to be still and silent enough to listen, to hear his voice. Number two, fruitfulness is not always about that external productivity, about what we're getting done, what we're making happen, and the external validation that we receive from those things, right? Of what that success looked like or what all those achievements look like. We value all those things because we've been conditioned by the world to value that. And yes, there are certain achievements that matter in the eyes of the Lord, but it's not about the achievement and that's not what makes you worthy. So just remember that that's not what makes you valuable. I know we've got all the pressures in the world to prove our worth every step of the way, especially in the military, which just drilled in us. You got to prove your value, prove your value, prove your value. And yeah, there's a truth to that. That's the environment we're in, but we don't have to live in our heart. Like we have to prove our worth because we can know that our worth is unconditional. Number three is prioritization and permission. What permission does God want to give you to keep your first things first? In this season to set healthy boundaries how does he want to shape how you're approaching this season number four is the intersection of physical mental emotional spiritual health being attuned to what our mind our body our soul is asking for and what it needs and resting intentionally in those ways this is what i'm going to help you do in the masterclass, I'm going to give you inventory of all the ways that you feel right now depleted. So you can be very, very specific in your intentionality to fill your cup in those ways so that you can feel much more deeply rejuvenated because that's what we all want to feel. We try to decompress with all these things, but then we don't really feel like we're getting the rest that we actually need. And that's because we don't know how to properly rest and we're not intentionally resting based on those areas that were depleted. And it's different for every person. It's based on the ways you're pouring yourself out. So this inventory that I give you is going to really help you because it gives that personal assessment and it gives you ways to combat those areas of deficit that are most making you feel drained or burnt out. And then the last thing is the surrender and detachment. God wants to invite you into more deep surrender. That's where the joy is. That's where the deep unity with him is. And that's where we really can live out our faith most fully. Okay, so we'll continue this conversation. I've got a couple more episodes planned before I take this pause for the rest of the month of July. I can't wait to continue to serve you and I can't wait to dive in with you in this masterclass. It is going to be truly life-changing. It's $37. I wanted to keep it simple. I wanted to keep it easy to get started with, to get access to right away. I wanted it to be something you can do at your own pace and time. You don't have to show up live anywhere. Just squeeze it into little cracks of time here and there. Your mom cracks of the day. I totally get it. So can't wait to support you through it and to be able to serve you more deeply in this next season of the podcast. All right, my friend, I'll see you next time. Talk to you soon.